You're listening to Local Government Insights, a podcast for state and local governments. If you're looking to optimize operations, improve services for your constituents, and maximize revenue without raising taxes, this podcast is for you. Let's get into the show. All right. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Local Government Insights podcast, Modernizing Government Leadership, your source and insight for local government technology. My name is Brennan Middleton, and today we're going to be going we're going to be speaking with Bob Leedy, city clerk from the city of Florence, Alabama, on his operational approach to streamlining tax administration and maximizing compliance of the business community that led to over three million dollars in tax revenue growth. Welcome to the show, Bob. It's great to see you again. Thank you, Brennan. It's good good to be here with you. Awesome. So, for those listening, Bob has served as a city clerk since 2004. And prior to that, he was the license inspector for the office for over seven years. In college, he majored in both business administration and accounting and, and moved to the city in 1979. Family and baseball are staples in Bob's life, and he's known by many in Florence as the people's clerk for his service to all citizens. Bob is an active community and a member of the Knights of Columbus and serves on the board of the Credit Union and United Way. So, Bob, before we jump right into one of my first questions I have for you today, would you mind just Tell us a little bit more about the city of Florence itself and kind of set the stage for our discussion. Okay, sure. City of Florence is located in in northwest Alabama. We are the northwesternest most county in the state, probably 10 miles south of the Tennessee border, about 25 miles east of the Mississippi border. We have a population around 40,000, give or take. We have the University of North Alabama is located here. And I guess one of the things I did want to say is that while we have a population of 40,000 in the state of Alabama, that puts us, we're about the 11th largest city in the state of Alabama. I know in a lot of other states, that would not be a you know very big state or very big city at all. But in Alabama, it is just because we have so many small towns and cities. So I think a lot of what I'm going to have to say today or, or will say today, I think is, is going to be very beneficial to cities and towns across the nation no matter what size they are, so. Excellent. So, so Bob, as we dive right in here and around the topic of streamlining tax administration and, and overall compliance levels, I'd like to start by just talking through some of the challenges you were facing that led to some of the improvements in operations and also some of the adjustments you made to maximizing compliance of administration of business license and sales tax revenue for the city. Could you start by giving us some insight into the makeup of the business community as a whole and, and what really what led to your decision to evaluate the current collection processes? Well, we've got, I'm going to say approximately probably now anyway, probably 4,500 business licenses that we issue. We don't have a lot of large manufacturing facilities, so it's a lot of small mom and pop stores. I mean, we do have several malls and, and and that so we do have some of the big box stores but we basically one of the things i think that when i first came with the with the city i i'd been here probably three or four years and at that time our sales tax collections were done through the state of alabama and and quite honestly one of the things with that is we would get basically we were getting two distributions a month and at that the distributions were like two weeks after the after the fact. So for any given month, for example, end of June, it would be middle of July before we were getting a final tax number for for the month of June. And you know, that can happen in two months in, in two weeks. And the other part of that is, of course, 
as you well know, you know, sales taxes are due, you know, on the, on the 20th. So the first two week period, you're not going to have much in there anyway. So you really didn't have anything to go by until two weeks after the end of the month. And then all of a sudden, okay, here's your sales tax figures. So one of the things that that's happened is when we started looking at it and, and actually went with a, you know, a private company and then they've been later bought out several times, but, but uh, now Avenue has, and, you know, basically what we were looking at is, is something that, you know, we're, where we having money deposited a lot more often in, into our account that we could readily use. And so, you know, now we get probably, I'm going to guesstimate, we get 12 distributions a month, something like that. Wow. We get several, uh, we'll, we'll get two, three, four in, in the first, first half of the month. And then basically, you know, really starting from the 20th on, we're getting a distribution every month. And so, like for the month of June, I got all our reports, documents yesterday afternoon, and I've already turned those over to accounting to go ahead and let them book and, and, and record. And so, you know, we know right where we are. And it's just knowing that you've got your money and the money's already been in the bank and, and, and been in there all along is has really been a big help for us. That's excellent. And I'd like to I'd like to touch on that a little bit further. Can you talk about how important that is to have those distributions so quickly and how that impacts not only decision making processes that you have to deal with on a day to day, week to week, month to month, quarter to quarter, but how that allows you to effectively communicate trends that you're seeing? Obviously, if you're getting distributions more rapidly, more often, more frequent, it's got to impact your decision making process because you have insight into the data, but also it having that insight and that enables decision making has obviously got to impact your your communication around some trends that you're seeing and be able to make decisions that impact either downward trends or upward trends in certain areas. Can you talk about that a little bit? Sure. One of the things with that, like I say, getting those distributions and, and like I say, we're starting to get them. I mean, we get them even the fifth, sixth of the month. We're starting to get, so even if it's $10,000, that's still $10,000 more that's 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 in the account. And like I say, our sales tax revenue is over 50% of the revenues for the for the general fund. And so, you know, it sales tax deeply, deeply impacts on, on on what we do, what we can do and what we can't do in the city. So getting these numbers, we can get them in there. And, and like I say, then starting with the 20th, you know, we're getting numbers every day. And so we can kind of see okay hey it looks like it's going to be a pretty pretty good month and keep going forward and 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 like i say so we we keep put that money in the bank and and would spend it how we need to but we can also one of the things i do is also there's some reports that avenue generates where we can compare and a lot of times what they're doing is comparing to the same same month from a year ago and so Mm -hmm. we're taking a look at those i do all the time during the month to see okay how are we doing you know as of the the 20th or as of the 25th a year ago compared to the 25th here, how are we doing? And, you know, it, it's one thing if you're up five, $10,000, oh, no, you know, no big deal kind of a thing. But then, you know, when you get some months, okay, you know, now you're up a half million dollars over that same period. Okay, what's going on? You know, is it a, a, a specific store, industry, something like that, that, that that's, really going gangbusters or just what and uh and, and for example this month we had a, we had a big increase being increased over the same period a year ago and I'm you know you you're starting to look at this stuff okay why of course realizing last year we were in the middle of the 
pandemic and, and a lot of stores were actually physically shut down here in Florence. Sure. But but we still were doing pretty good even last year for the most part over the over the previous year. But a lot of that too is we had surprising enough with the pandemic, people were going out. They were still going, for example, to the Walmart. Walmart's our biggest, our biggest taxpayer. So they were going to Walmart and Sam's. They were still eating good. People were going out getting getting food, lots of stuff. And probably toilet paper, I guess, in there is what they're doing. But <laughs> but also we had, like I say, between Walmart, Sam's, but then we also had like Lowe's and Home Depot were showing up and and consistently from a year ago all the way through today, where they were up a good bit over the over the previous year. And basically, I think what we figured out is a lot of times, you know, people were out of out of jobs, out of work, and they were home. And so this was a good chance for them to get honeydew jobs done. And that's so right. that was we were finding out. People were going, they were, you know, building the deck that they've always wanted to. They had the time on their hands that they could go and do that or, or you know, remodel a room in their house or, or, or you know, re, you know, do some painting and stuff like that. So. That's one of the things with these reports and, and and the timeliness of it. It gives us, you know, just a really good information inclination of, you know, how are we doing here? And like I say, I, I was a, as surprised as anybody that we were up as much as we were over last year. But again, you know, it, it's good to see that. And hopefully more and more people going back to work now, too, will, you know, will will we'll keep that going. And so it, it allows us, to, again, to provide you know, services for our constituents, whether they're whether they're working or or not, they we still provide the services to them. So there's, there's been no cutbacks whatsoever as far as service goes. Excellent. Services. And before we jump over and talk a little bit about the business community itself and ensuring kind of compliance levels are where they need to be, given the fact that your sales tax revenue is nearly fifty percent of the annual budget, there there's got to be clearly a large focus on the overall collection process itself. The accuracy of reporting is what you've already alluded to today and kind of the overall compliance of that revenue stream since it does make up such a large percentage of your budget. I'd like to spend just a minute and talk about your team. What's the makeup of your team? And then what is that approach and and what does that process look like in outsourcing that administration and collection function to a provider like Avenue that enables your staff to either focus on other tasks that you need them to do, but also just the increased in efficiency of the collection what does that process look like and can you talk about that a little bit sure we basically have i guess you would say two people that are primarily responsible for dealing with with business licenses. now they have other things to do other than just strictly business licenses but so one of the things that 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 this has helped us do is is, is like i say have us maybe have our people deal with with the problem things or questions or or new businesses coming in, hey, how about this? What do what do I do to you know or how do I go about this? Because one of the things before and and I'll be quite honest with it uh, that we had a question on you know are people really paying the right amount or are, are they not? And so this is where and this may be too early to get into the business license discovery recovery. I don't know if you want to wait on that, but one of the things you know too we were looking at I, again. You know, are people paying the right amount? Are are we getting, you know, is everybody that's doing business in Florence are, you know, are they actually, you know, getting a, a business license to begin with? And and you know, if so, you know, are they charging sales tax and are we are we getting that that sales tax? But so I've kind of I'm sorry and I've jumped around no, kind of the no, business no. license part of it there, but 
it kind of goes hand in hand. The more business license we get, then we figure, okay, there's going to be sales tax revenue and stuff generated from there. And a lot of times, a lot of this stuff, we just didn't know that people were doing business in 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 Florence. Uh, people that come in and make deliveries during the middle of the night or just things like that, providing services, you know, unless you actually saw that, saw maybe the truck or the van going down the road with the name of the business, you know, if you were out that late, you know, to see it, you had no idea who or who was actually doing business in there. And that's where, like I say, that's where revenue has come in and, and helped us out a lot from from that standpoint. That's excellent. And that's kind of where I want to go next, Bob, is the overall compliance levels in the business community itself. And when we spoke last, you mentioned how early on you began to evaluate some of the trends you were seeing across the business community itself, not specific to sales tax collection, but really the community and the makeup of the community and the businesses that were coming in and out and how the overall issuance of licensing had shifted a bit. Can we shift a little bit and talk about, can you walk us through your approach to implementing a process really that would evaluate the accuracy of that collection, number one, discover any of those businesses that were unlicensed, and then once the discovery happens, how do you process and administer those licenses that ultimately, in your case, in many cases across the country, that clients that we deal with ultimately find immense revenue growth out of that. And then the recurring nature of that, once they're identified and they're on the business roles, what's the impact of that moving into the future now that you have a complete level of compliance or at least a close to complete level of compliance? What is the impact on your budget moving forward? And really just, if you wouldn't mind outlining that overall process that, that Avenue takes. Okay. And I guess this or this is leading us into the discovery recovery program sure. that that Avenue has and and uh, and we got on on board with that early on and I think we've been on it since something I was looking at was April of 2009 I think is when we started that but like I say one of the things that we had we we just really had a question on you know are are we getting business licenses from everybody that that is actually doing business here and I mean I think we all in the office pretty much figured out no we, we, we probably weren't and so basically we had signed up for the business license discovery recovery program and and basically what happens is you know avenue has just access to a number of different databases throughout the state and and so and they've got different people reporting things and and so they can see hey you know xyz companies doing business in these cities you know more likely they're doing business in yours and so Anyway, they go through their process, and and like I say, the first year, I th- if I remember right, I think they generated, a, I think it was $120,000 in in additional business license revenue, you know, for the city of Florence. And then, of course, once they determine who, you know, who the companies are and all that stuff, they, they actually give that information to us. And so then we put them in our system, so then it automatically generates the following year it it generates a renewal business license renewal application for them and so those people are on our on our books now and so we collect from them and so like you say you know if you get 120,000 from that first year you're actually getting that same 120,000 right every year you know after that plus you know any any new businesses that come in that are uh, you know discovered through the recovery process there and so it amounts to a good bit of money i think we figured out you know we probably generated like three million dollars you know increase you know over over this time you know 10 12 year time frame and so you know it's been it's been a no-brainer for us you know you know, had nothing to lose by 
by signing up for it. And like I say, you know, the, the, the fee for it, you know, if they don't collect, you guys don't collect anything, you know, we don't pay anything. So it's, so, it, you know, it's a win-win for you guys, you know, for Avenue and for, and for the city of Florence. So it's been a very good program. I, I strongly suggest anybody that if they do, if they do have you have Avenue do sales tax for them to go ahead and, you know, sign up for the discovery recovery program. Cause it's a, it's a, it's a win-win. Excellent. And, and I'm going to coin a term from our last conversation, the budget neutral approach. I think that's important to highlight the ability to discover and recover businesses from your perspective is really budget neutral to you. There's no there's no upfront fee. There's no upfront payment for Avenue to provide that solution to you. It's really based on the number and the collection of those new businesses that are adding ultimately to your your overall general fund, which is important to important to highlight there. So thank you for doing that. There's got to be so having that compliance level. It's got to shift a and alleviate some of the need to raise taxes in other areas. Could you talk about that a little bit? And if you've been under any strain or consideration of possible tax increases in other areas based on declining levels in the business compliance community and how that how that has alleviated that pain point? Yeah, you know, there would like I say with with sales tax revenue being such a big, big percentage of our general fund revenue, you know, we always had to take a look at that real close. And and like I say, when you start getting you know, now where we generated an additional, you know, $3 million through there, you know, it, it certainly held off. We had our last, last sales tax revenue increase was, was in 19, 1995. Wow. And so we actually made it, we actually made it all the way and, and we did finally increase sales tax. We did a 1% sales tax increase back in 2019, but that was for some other things, some, some projects, some infrastructure and some things that, Sure. that really the city needed to do and so it had nothing to do with you know lack of sales tax no we were doing fine there we just really just needed additional revenues to do to do some things we wanted to do but one of the things too with all of this uh, and have an avenue do and they go out and they do audits on the taxpayers and all that stuff and so one of the things we find out it it makes our jobs a little easier a little more comfortable in that we don't have to go and be the bad guy necessarily to the you know to the guy sitting in front of you at church that you know i'm sorry but we're coming out there you know we got to audit you and then you know yeah you know we find out that uh, you know you owe us another twenty five thousand dollars and you know well you know can you guys do something about that can you you know cut it and you know i mean it it gets us out of the political side of it just that you know avenue you know does the audit comes up with the amount and you know then it's up to the, the client to pay that and it's it they need to pay what they owe and, and it, and it gets the cities out of there. And, you know, well, the mayor's my next door neighbor and, you know, you know, maybe he can do something. Well, well no, I'm sorry, but you know, it is sure. what it is. And so I can say it, it biggest part, it, it, it makes it a lot better for us and in, in, from a political standpoint. Excellent. So I know we've, we've covered the administration aspect. We've talked about your overall sales tax collection, the percentage of that commitment to your budget and the overall discovery and recovery of unlicensed businesses in order to pull that community into compliance. Bob, I lo- I've learned a lot. Thank you for sharing this. I- I'd love to leave our listeners with some key takeaways. I'd love to hear your perspective on some suggestions you would make to other local government leaders who are considering whether, one, they're either in full compliance or not, or they may just have a need to enhance their overall tax administration process or both. What are some of your feedback and some of the suggestions you may have to some of our listeners? 
Well, I guess one of the things, whether somebody uses, you know, Avenue or 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 even somebody, you know, another private company or or if they use this, use the state and they're the state to collect their sales tax form. You know, I guess one of the things from our standpoint is, is really just take a look at it and see. I, I know some cities, you know, collect their own sales tax and 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 we have some that, you know, talk to us and say, oh, yeah, you know, it does this, this and this. And then I. You know, you get in there where you start talking to them and how many people do you have do it? And and then, you know, a lot of times it takes a lot of manpower for it, depending on what you're doing. And 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 that's in addition, you know, you're doing that and you know, you're still doing like we're we handle all sorts of basically all the revenue for the city comes in in through us. So we're we're dealing with with that. I mean, our my office, you know, we deal with, you know, with city. I mean, we have we're spread out. We do a bunch of different things. And so. You know, when you start talking and having, you know, I don't know, I don't know if you could do it with two people, three people, five people. It depends on your size and number of number of businesses that that you have and, and all that stuff. I personally would hate to think that we would even consider, you know, trying to collect the sales tax ourselves. But it may be good for your, you know, your particular city or or, or town that you have or borough or whatever the whatever. It, you have there but and and like i say i think to me one of the biggest things with us it it has been it has been cost effective we have gotten additional revenue like i say from the business license discover recovery is a no-brainer to me and a big thing is getting the politics out of it and and especially like i know you know for some of these especially smaller communities i mean you, sometimes you get you know where the dad is the mayor and and you know one of the, one or two of the sons or the you know the council members and and the the daughter might be the town clerk and all this kind of stuff and then you know you got to go and and you know one of the brothers owns the the only gas station in town and you know i mean you, you get into all sorts of scenarios and stuff like that but i mean i just think getting us out you know away from the political part of it, we, you know, we're just, we're doing our jobs. We're taking the numbers and, and, and the information that, you know, that we're getting from Avenue and, and going forward from there and, and hopefully spending the money as wisely as, as possible. And, and like I say, just, just taking a look at the overall thing. And, and, and I think to me, one of the things is, is timeliness of it. I can't overestimate or overemphasize, I should say, the timeliness of having, having your money a couple of days after you know after avenue collects it so it's it's great it's in our bank account and we can we can spend it within two or three days after after it's been collected so yeah well bob thank you so much for jumping on today really appreciate your time first and foremost and thank you for sharing your story with us i know avenue is immensely proud of our partnership with the city of florence and thank you so much for sharing kind words but also your your overall story with us i think it's going to be super impactful for a lot of our listeners For all our listeners, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Local Government Insights podcast, Modernizing Government Leadership. Stay tuned for more local government news and insights to come. We look forward to having you next time. You've been listening to Local Government Insights, Modernizing Government Leadership. To ensure you never miss an episode, please subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you use Apple Podcasts, we'd love for you to give us a quick rating for the show. Just tap the number of stars that you think the podcast deserves. Until next time. This episode is brought to you by Avenue, your state and local government partner. Avenue partners with state and local officials to boost revenue, optimize operations, and deepen community trust. 
Avenue brings over 40 years of experience working with over 3,000 local governments to bring you the greatest insights. We work alongside your team to find ways to maximize revenue for local governments without raising taxes. Join us today to learn about ways to drive enhanced results for your community. To get in contact with the Avenue team, visit www.avenueinsights.com.